Lekutah Sichas Chelik Yud Zayin Parsha Vayikra Sicha Hey. From Pasuk Hashem Nasi Yechta and the Pasuk that says if a Nasi, the leader, meaning the king, will sin, commit a sin, the Asim Achas Mekol Mitzvahs Hashem Vegaimer, he will do one of the violate one of the mitzvahs. On Adav Defa Bring an Achatas, and therefore he now has to bring a Korb Machatas. Bimavur in the parsha, as explained on, uh, as it goes on in the parsha, is Rashi Matik Deverta. Rashi there quotes the words from the pasuk Asher Nasi Yechta. If a leader, the leader, the Nasi will sin. On his Mefarshin explains, Loshen Ashrei. The word Asher is similar to the word Ashrei, which means fortune. It is, and it means Ashrei Adir. Fortunate is the generation that the, their leader is conscientious about bringing, bringing, getting atonement for his sin, for his inadvertent sin. Certainly, then, how much more so would he be regretful if he committed a willful sin? So that's how Rashi explains the word, this, uh, these words. The mocker from the Pirish Rashi. What is the source of this commentary that Rashi says here? Is Droshes Razal is based on a medrash that our sages tell us in Teres Kainim, in the in the medrash Teres Kainim, and in Gemara as well as in the Gemara. And Chotzes Rashi's derech is to mefaris mikra. And although Rashi's way is only to explain. The simple meaning of the pasuk, not drushes, is ermatik b'firushay b'pirushay the drushes razal b'chazanim muchach and pashtus aksuvim. However, he makes an exception when there is a drusha, a medrash type of a teaching, which is necessary to understand the pshutish the simple understanding of the psukim. So then he explains the medrash as well. And that's the true for our situation as well. As Rashi that Rashi here needs to rely on a drasha type teaching of Chazal. And as the Gemara explains the reason for this type of teaching, the Gemara explains it as follows: Since the pasuk use changes from the wording that would normally be expected in such a situation similar to what we find just earlier in this parsha, when it talks about if the Kayin Gadol were to commit a sin like that or if the entire Jewish nation committed a sin over there when it introduces it it says if the Kayin Gadol will sin. And im koladas Yisrael Yishku, if the entire nation of the Jewish people will commit a sin. But over here he says, Asher Nasi Yechta, when the Nasi will commit a sin. Changes it from im, if, to Asher, when he commits a sin. So why the change? Is from them mochach. So from this, it, it seems clear as dos that it's not to be read in its literal sense when he commits a sin, but rather it relies on the ex, um, exposition that says asher means ashrei 
that it's teaching that praiseworthy is this generation whose leader, whose king is conscientious about bringing a, a seeking atonement by bringing a carbon for even an inadvertent sin so that's how the Gemara explains it and the Rashi, of course, that's where the, what the source of this teaching is but we have to understand the those, uh, those commentators on the Psukim which also look for the simple understanding of the Psukim the plain, simple understanding of the Psukim learnen doch they explain the words Asher Nasi very much according to, sim, to the Pshat way of looking at things. For instance, the Eben Ezra taught. The Eben Ezra explains it uh, this way: As Asher Nasi Yechta kumt behemshuk to the Friediger Parsha. The pasuk over here, Asher Nasi Yechta, comes as a continuation to the previous Parsha. Which says Vim which talks about if the entire Jewish nation commits a sin. When as main, so therefore here when it says Asher Nasiyachta, the Ebenezer explains that what it means to say is Kiilus Voltogishtan and it's as if it would have said here the Imasher Yachta Huanasi. And now that we talked about people committing sins and the type of carbonus they have to bring. So it says, and if the one that committed the sin is the king, so the following applies. So therefore, take away the word ve'im, so you're left with asher nasi yechta, if the one that committed the sin is the nasi. So he explains the word asher as fitting in very well, or at least reasonably well, with pshutish mikra. Another interpretation is the Ramban learned. The Ramban say, uh, says thus, as the kasher. The word over here asher means has a similar meaning to the word kasher when it happens. Nosi when it happens that a that a, a king sins. Dugma and the using uh, where do we find a similar usage of that word? For instance, Kasher Bo Yosef Alechov, when Yosef came to his brothers. Or Kasher Kilulecha, when they finished eating. So the word Kasher, Kasher means when. similar other places we find a similar usage of the word. Which shows on a time, in other words, when it happens. So when it should happen that the Nasi will commit a sin. And uh, taking off the word ka'asher as if the, that is a known uh, thing, and here it leaves it more open when it should happen. So, in other words, there are two interpretations that we can point to right here, which explain the word asher in a very reasonable, simple, shutish mikra way. Even if you wanted to assume that according to Rashi, these two interpretations of the Eben Ezra and the, and the Ramban are not as simple, smooth, they don't fit perfectly in with the Pasuk. And therefore, Rashi needs to rely also on the further explanation that is Ashrei, which the, the Drush. First, he should have brought a simple explanation to the word Asher. 
on the Nach and then he could add. However, there is also a medish which could answer and uh, those difficulties which might arise from that slightly forced uh, explanation of the word Asher. Other Rabbi Sainadarshu, he could have said either the medrash says so or the Rabbein, uh, our, our sages taught were darshan this way. It creates for your similar usage of words that he uses in other places. As Asher is Lashon Ashrei Chuchulu, and then he can go on to explain the secondary pirush, which is really a drasha, and that Asher means Ashrei. Pavos zokter noch dem pirush from Lashon Ashrei, nor dem pirush from Lashon Ashrei. But why does Rashi give only the medrash explanation of the word Ashrei, leaving out the simple explanation that the Ramban and the Eben Ezra and perhaps others can uh, show the Eid? And another thing, in fact, he doesn't even point out that this is a medrash, which he would usually do if he needs to rely on a medrash in order to explain the simple pshat of the psukim. But over here, he doesn't say that it's a medrash. Base. Afilum is all onem and as the pirish asher loshen ashri hotan ord bepshudish mikra. And even if we should assume that for some reason the uh, in this case. Asher meaning Ashrei does fit in to the Pshutosh Mikra is Nishmuv and we still have to understand number one why does he say fortunate is the generation of that leader how does Rashi know that when we talk about uh, fortunate is it's talking not about the Nasi the leader himself, who is explicitly referenced in the Pasuk. So Rashi says, no, it's not talking about him. He is fortunate. But nor tzundayr. How does Rashi know that it's, ex- it's extending to the generation? Maybe it just means that the leader himself is a fortunate person. Number two, in Vosbashtay der Oisher, the Gleek, von Deir, then the Nasi is Neitzan Lev Lavika Parelski in what way is the generation, the people, well, how are they fortunate by the fact that the, their leader seeks atonement for his sins? Number three, what's the connect, why is it important, why is it relevant to bring this here in order to explain about the sin, that's what the Torah is talking about, the sin, the inadvertent sin of the king, and what he has to do in order to gain atonement. Why is it, what's the relevance of fortune is the generation that this, that this leader is their leader? What, what's the relevance of that to explain the mitzvah that the, that the Nasi has to do in order to atone for his sin? Number four. In the Medrashah Chazal Anal, in these, uh, in these Medrashah that we talked about, is nor after it goes into praiseworthy is, fortunate is the word, the generation, it gives an explanation about that, which is, <coughs> it expands on that, if the king brings a carbon, you have to say, what about the ordinary people? If the king brings a carbon, certainly the ordinary people. Learn him So the commentaries on the Gemara explain that this is an asinus tam of Ashrei Adir. 
that this is explaining what, how the generation is fortunate. Varmashas explaining it this way. Varmashas the nasi bring that carbon of a head because if the king brings a carbon for a sin, learn him from them up the ansia deirad yezus, and that the ordinary people of the the common people of the generation learn from him. They learn a lesson from him. But kavachaymer as a with a kavachaymer to tan tshuva and bring in a carbon of zeir chatoim that they certainly have to bring do tshuva and bring a carbon. If the leader himself does so. Then ordinary people for sure have to do that. That's how the commentaries explain it. And so based on this, we have to understand. It comes very difficult to understand. Why does Rashi leave out that explanation about why the generation is praiseworthy? As uh, the the uh, Gemara continues to explain it, was the mid because that explains why what Rashi said that the generation is praiseworthy that you see from the continuation of that explanation Rashi brings it but he leaves out the explanation of what he just said why does he leave it out? and it would seem that it, it would certainly seem that Rashi should bring it why? because because if the 10 year old which is learning Mishnah he needs to be explained. The Gemara finds it necessary to explain this. Why the Ashraya there? What's why are they praiseworthy? Certainly, the five-year-old child, with which Rashi is learning with, because the five-year-old learns the Chumash. So why wouldn't he need the explanation? Certainly, he would need that explanation, and Rashi doesn't explain it. And the Rebbe notes, there are other commentaries, that they explain what is the meaning of praiseworthy is this generation. They say, or fortunate is this generation, since the king, the Nasi, which means the king, regrets his inadvertent sins, and he's not embarrassed to say, that I sinned and he doesn't say to himself I'm such a great person such an important person how could I admit that I committed a sin he doesn't say that which shows that he is a humble person the far is Asher there that's why his generation is fortunate that he, they have a king which doesn't lord himself and behave in an arrogant way. That's why his kingdom will have will last. He will last as a king because he's a humble person. His kingdom will flourish, will continue and flourish. So that's how they explain it. But based uh, to his, the simple explanation doesn't lend itself to this kind of interpretation. Is the is the is der Because that doesn't explain why the people of the generation are fortunate. 
this only explained why the king is fortunate, not why his people are fortunate. Vibaldas the Ikir Aishir is Since the fortune, the fortunate aspect of it is not doesn't pertain to the people, nor That shows why he is a fortunate person, that his kingdom will last. But it doesn't explain why the people of the generation, the people of the kingdom, are fortunate that their king behaves in a humble way. So, this explanation doesn't really lend itself to the Shudosh Lomikra. Gimel. Another thing we have to understand. Number one. In the Maimur Azal, in the Loshen Ashri Adur Shanasu Shaloi Mevichatas Ashki Gosei, in these uh, statements of Chazal, it's the, the wording is, praiseworthy is the generation that its leader brings a chatos for his um, inadvertent sin. Rashi is of a mishana. Rashi changes that wording. In fact, he changes it not to shorten it, but he gives more words, which is needs to be understood. He is conscientious to bring kapora, an atonement, for his inadvertent sin. He changes from the wording in the Gemara and makes it even longer. So we have to understand why he changes. Number two, Why does he quote another thing? Why does he quote from the Pasuk only the words, Since the point that Rashi is making, that the people are fortunate because he is seeking atonement for his sin. Rashi should have pointed us in the direction of the second Pasuk, where it talks about the fact that he has to bring a carbon and what carbon is going to bring. That seems to be the important part of this, that he's bringing atonement, that he, not that he committed a sin. Even if he doesn't want to quote the Pasuk, the next Pasuk, but at least he should say Begoymer, and so on. In other words, read the next few, the next uh, little part of the Chumash, so you'll know that we're talking about seeking atonement. But Rashi leaves that out altogether. Talit, the beer in them. So to explain. The, in regards to this explanation that uh, uh, fortunate is the generation that their king is conscientious, etc. Rashi doesn't have to tell us that this is a medrash. Which was one of the questions the Rebbe asked. Why doesn't he tell us that it's a medrash? There's no need for him to say that here. Because Rashi already explained earlier in Zelbim Inyan, in fact in the same context, as this context, he pointed out the connection between the entire generation, the entire people, with the person that is committing the sin in, these, uh, in this discussion, meaning either the Kayin Gadol or the king, it's talking about the leaders, so that there is a connection between the people and the leader who is the one that committed the sin. Where does he say this? By Pasuk, but the Pasuk previous to this one where it talks about the Kayin Gadol that commits a sin, by to the fault of the people. That's what the Pasuk says. If the Kayin Gadol will sin to the fault of the people. 
Pirush Rashi. So what does Rashi explain there? He says the simple meaning is understood according to the Medrash here. When the Kayin Gadol sins, it is the fault of the people. Because they depend on him. They rely on him to seek atonement for them and to pray on their behalf and now that got ruined their source of atonement and prayer committed a sin so it's they also end up suffering over this sin therefore Rashi already connected the idea that the, the, the people are dependent on the leader about whom the Pasuk is now talking, committing a sin. So he doesn't have to repeat again, he doesn't have to point out again that this kind of connection between the leader who committed the sin and the rest of the people is a connection which is more from the, the perspective of Agoda, which means Medrash, than it is the Pshutosh Mikra. So he's already told us that there's no need for him to say it again here. Und euch mitzadem, and it's also based on that previous explanation that Rashi here knows as der that it doesn't mean as was explained earlier, as the Gemara there explained. That what it means is that what's the meaning of the uh, why are they fortunate? That because they because he brings a carbon for his sin, the hadyot is that the people of the generation get the opportunity the opportunity to learn from his mistake or from his behavior. In other words, that's how the Gemara explained that what makes them so fortunate they have the opportunity to look to their leader and see that he seeks atonement that they too need to seek atonement that's not, Rashi says that's not what is meant over here at least not from Shudosh Mikra. how does he know because according to this you would have you left with this question because earlier in the Pasuk it already talked about the Kayin Gadol who committed a sin and he seeks atonement. And he already, he, we know already from that story that uh, they could learn from him, from the Kayan Gadol, that he seeks atonement. So why is it that the Ashrei, the Pasuk only points it out by the Nasi and not by the Kayan Gadol? The same lesson could have been learned from the Kayan Gadol as you want them to learn out from the from the king for which you're calling them a fortunate uh, generation because they can learn from the king they could have learned it from the Kayin Gadol too why don't you point it out there why doesn't the Torah point it out earlier in regards to the Kayin HaMashiach you say them is doing even more in fact when you look at what it says by the Kayin HaMashiach, it doesn't say how fortunate are the people whose leader seeks atonement. The Pasuk points out that it is the, it, be, it creates a fault in the people. The opposite of fortunate are they. So why is suddenly there he points out that it's a, a fault 
that they that attaches itself to them. Here he says how fortunate they are. So that it can be that the Pshutus Mikra is, as the Gemara explains the reason. And although we could answer this, as the that it's possible that the because the behavior of a nasi is more leaves itself more open that the people should learn a lesson from him. Because you say, if it's true for a nasi, who a nasi is not is not a person that is humbled. Generally, the king is not the humble person. That's not what he's known for, his humility. Because he is in a position of what his name actually spells out. The Nasi means the one that is head and shoulders above the people. He's on a, uh, he's on a, a pedestal above the people. Certainly higher on a higher level than the people of his generation, of his subjects. And from Desvegan, and even though he's not subject to humility, it wouldn't be the natural expectation that he would be humble. And from Desvegan is a chesubitshuva, and still he he regrets his sin and he does tshuva. Or maybe Karmel Shkigosin he brings a carbon to find atonement for his for his inadvertent sin. Is the halachas kama v'kama? So how much more so does the zayin da'nagaf and shara am that this has to be the behavior of the ordinary people at yotis? But vazei is nishtad et nuaf and isnasos that they don't have this being on a higher level, feeling themselves to be on a on an elevated level over the other people. The king does have the right to feel that way. Ordinary people don't have that right, or they don't feel that way. So they should certainly exhibit that kind of humility. That's the lesson you can learn from the king. On the other hand, when we talk about his da'yisin, <coughs> sorry, before we get to this, the Kayin Godel doesn't have that position of hisnasus, of being the king to whom everybody has to, everybody is subjected to him. The Kayin the Godel doesn't have that. Therefore, there's a more of a lesson that can be learned from the king then of the Kayin Gadol, and perhaps that's the reason why the Pasuk points it out more for, by the king than it does by the Kayin Gadol. But, Le'idach <coughs> Gisa, on the other hand, is Da'a Yisin in the Mekavachem Menegeit Kayin HaMashiach, Kayin Gadol. You could say the same, that there is a greater Kavachem that could be learned from the Kayin Gadol in this context, because Zayin Dikmuvdu Me'am Mitzad Gadol Ketushasai because the Kayin Gadol, even though he's not on a, on a higher level because the people are not subject to him, but in his holiness he stands, you know, head and shoulder above the people. And also because he is constantly um, serving, he's constantly involved in the Aveda of the Beis HaMikdash. And even more so, he is the one that brings atonement for every individual Yid and for the Klal Yisrael as a whole. When Afal became an even, so he has that important position of being one of the holiest people in the community. And he works in the base of Migdash on a regular basis. And he's the one that brings the atonement for all the people. Still, still he has the humility to bring a karma for his personal sin. 
is the carbon bring there in the oven, and especially that he when he brings the carbon, it has to be carried out via the Torah as the Torah says. That he has to take the entire ox that he brought, or the bull that he brought as a carbon, he has to take the whole thing outside the camp. Which means, he has to take it out of the Beis Hamikdash, out of the Levim, the area where the Levim are, out of the entire community. It has to be dragged all the way from inside the Beis Hamikdash, all the way out to the outskirts of the community. Which means as everybody in the community sees the uh, the bull being brought through their neighborhood to go outside the outskirts of the city. Everybody gets to see that the kohen gadol is bringing a carbon for a, a sin that he committed. Is kolsh came by ali yidin. So if he does that, so how much more so for an ordinary yid? They are far from his level of holiness. As we many Yilmadusa, certainly they have to learn from him, Nishemazah bring in a carbon of that not to be embarrassed to bring a carbon for a sin that they may have committed. Because if the Kayan Godl was such a holy person and and his carbon is seen by everybody, certainly I can bring a carbon for my sin that I committed. I'm not on that level as he is. So therefore there is also the 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 uh, that be, could be brought from the Kayin Godel just as much as from the king. So the question comes back: Why does the Torah point it out only by the king, and he, and he skips over the Kayin Godel for drawing this lesson? The fun alim is a ayichacha. So from all of the, for all these reasons, it becomes clear as the Pirushan Ashri Adoyer by Anosi meant nisht that the meaning of uh, fortunate is a generation in regards to a king does not mean the fact that everybody will have the opportunity to learn a lesson from the king and apply it to themselves how much more so that I have to bring a carbon not an under the union there is some other reason why the people are considered praiseworthy for that king and that reason doesn't apply by the Kayan Godl. And this is what Rashi learns from this Pasuk, as will soon be explained. So to explain what it is that Rashi sees as fortunate is this generation whose king brings a carbon. What is why are they fortunate? In the hey, in the Pasuk on this pasuk of Asher Nasi two questions could be asked. Number one, the word Asher b'muvani apashut was vised. the The word Asher, in its most simple meaning, which means what or that, what that. That's what the word Asher means. Vaist Bachlal as Minhalt in Mitnan Inyan. It generally is a word that connects to the previous discussion. It's like a word that is in the middle of a discussion, and what we're going to say now pertains to something that we talked about earlier. It's a continuation. It's a word that brings out the continuation of the previous subject with this subject. Then the following subject. As the Vaita de Inyan that the ne- the upcoming uh, subject comes as a continuation to what was written earlier. That's the simple meaning of the word Asher. 
is nishmuva. So we have to understand what's the connection between the nasi that commits a sin to the immediately preceding that is that if the entire generation, all the people, the entire community commits a sin. And what it means, what it's talking about there is that if the Bezdin, the Sanhedrin, gave a ruling on a matter of a serious question, which is a chiyav chatos, and they ruled incorrectly, and the people um, acted on their ruling and therefore committed a sin, and then they realized that they made a mistake and everybody committed the sin based on the, uh, on the ruling of the Sanhedrin. So then a carbon has to be brought on behalf of the entire community for their sin that they committed. One carbon for everybody. So what's the connection between the king committing a sin and the previous discussion, which is it's a sin that is upon the entire community. What's the connection between the two? That the word asher is used as if this is a continuation. A quest, second question: Since now we're interpreting it as the word Asher means that the Torah wants to point out how fortunate is this generation. That their king brings a karmah for his sin. The Torah should have alluded to this, brought out this point, how fortunate the people are. It shouldn't have been brought out in the words, if the king will commit a sin. They talk about the sin that he commits. Nor where should it have been this lesson been, been drawn from? In the Tzvetan Pasuk, from the second Pasuk. Where it talks about that he's seeking atonement. That's where it should have brought out how fortunate are the people, not in the fact that he committed a sin. The pasuk there says he becomes aware of his sin and he will bring a carbon to atone for it. That's where he should have brought out how fortunate are the people. When discussing the sin that he commits, it doesn't seem to fit to say how fortunate are the people that their king commits a sin. That's not what he's trying to say. When he seeks atonement, that's where he should say how fortunate they are. And because of these two questions, Rashi has another approach to it. As the Ashrei Bamnasi is the that the reason the Torah points out how fortunate are the people is not about the fact that he brings a carbon for his sin. That's not what makes the people fortunate. But rather, it's about something that is connected to the sin that he committed. And this Rashi points to this by making that change to the way the Chazal say it, and he says it differently. Rashi says that he is conscientious about looking, bringing a carbon to atone for a sin. It's about his conscientious feeling about it, not about the fact that he brings a carbon. It's that he feels the need, he feels conscientious about it as is now going to be explained 
Vav. In the Friedike Parsha state, in the previous Parsha, what does it say? If all the people will uh, sin inadvertently, and the, uh, the matter will have been obscured from the eyes of the, of the community, meaning the leaders of the community, meaning the Sanhedrin. For also, when they did, they committed a sin, they did wrong based on the teaching of the ruling of the Sanhedrin. Which means that the Sanhedrin made a mistake to guide, to give a, a ruling in one of the uh, mitzvahs in the Torah, the Avedis in the Torah, which are Chayef Karas. Uh, and they said that it was permitted to do that, whatever that was. And then the people acted according to their ruling. When Afel became and of course it was then discovered that this was a mistake and it was a sin still even though even though it's all it seems like it's all the fault of the Sanhedrin they give gave an erroneous an erroneous ruling still the Pasuk calls it it's the sin of the people the people committed a sin what sin did they commit? So now to understand what is it's trying to teach. itself understood that when a yid brings a karmachatas, there is, he does have, there has to be, and there is that a feeling of regret and chuba for having committed a sin. When you bring a karmachatas, that must go along with the karmachatas. The same is true in our case. Since the Pasuk says, this is a sin of the, of the people, which is brought for the entire nation, the Korban, it's a Chathos, rather than interpreting it as a sin, I should have interpreted it as a karb mechatos that is the chatos on behalf of the entire people. So just like every individual, if he had to bring a karb mechatos for himself, it would have to come along with a feeling of regret and tshuva. So when the entire community is bringing a chatos, of course it comes along with a feeling of regret and tshuva. But you have to ask the question, how is it possible to expect that the people should have this feeling of tshuva and regret for a sin and thereby puts it in uh, quotation marks can it even be called a sin is it their fault they don't seem to be at fault for this sin what kind of a feeling of regret could they have it seems like even you can't even blame them for doing it inadvertently they actually followed what the Torah requires in this case which is to listen to the guidance of the Sanhedrin the Sanhedrin made a mistake and they did something which turns out to be a sin but should they carry the uh, responsibility of that sin how could they feel regret what kind of regret could they feel so that's the question that comes up in the previous Parsha in the previous discussion about the carbon that is brought on behalf of the people is Rashi Mefarish. So Rashi now comes to explain as the far state in Pasuk Asher Nosi Yechta. That's why this Pasuk says Asher Nosi Yechta. 
Rashi Daphne Shuis Tajna does was is Muvam Elov. Rashi only comes to explain something that is new and novel. The stuff that's obvious, he doesn't need to explain. What's obvious? As does meant im nosiyechta. Obviously, when it says asher nosiyechta, it means if the the king will sin. We understand on our own that that's what it means. It doesn't have to give the obvious explanation that here it means if. Yes, we understand that on our own. But he's he so therefore he skips right to the to the point, gets to the point of what he wants to say. He wants to write only that which is new and novel that he's going to explain. That's not un as the Pasik. Since the Pasik says it in the word words of Asher, which, as we said before, the word Asher means that it's still a continuation of what was discussed before. So this is sort of it it's coming to continue the conversation from before. That's what the simple meaning of Asher mean, means. Uh, so therefore we know just as we knew from before that the pshute, the simple meaning is according to, has to be explained according to Agada that's how we'll understand what the Pasuk is talking about that over here the word Asher also needs to be interpreted as the word Ashrei fortunate it is it's a meaning to say since the, uh, the king if he commits a sin it's important to him not only to fulfill the actual mitzvah of the Torah which is which is to go through the motions of bringing the karmachatas that's the actual act of the mitzvah to bring the karmachatas but to him, that's not what's important. I mean, of course, it's also important. But it's not the only thing that's important to him. What's sitting on his mind is even more than that. He feels the problem of what happens when you commit a sin. It's not just, oh, I committed a sin, this is what you do to remedy it. He feels the problem. He committed a sin. It makes him emotionally upset that he committed a sin so therefore not only is he going to actually bring the carbon Rashi doesn't want to talk about that he, what's important to Rashi is he, we're talking about how are the people in the previous parsha going to feel regret about having committed a sin which is really not their sin at all it belongs to the Sanhedrin so Rashi says here we get the answer to that the Ashrei is because the king is not just interested in bringing the carbon, he has he's conscientious about it his heart bothers him about it that's what Rashi makes the issue here that's what the focus is so if he has regret he feels regret and he feels that there is an emotional problem here because he committed an inadvertent sin how much more so that he would also regret if he committed a deliberate sin then he would feel it even more 
the, the far is Ashri Adoir, and that's why the people, his people, are also fortunate to have such a king. Because through this, he has a direct influence on the people of his, of his generation. Not just about that, that this is the remedy for the sin, it's to bring a carbon. It's about the, the, the seriousness of having committed a sin. And how careful you have to be not to commit the sin in the first place. Not even an inadvertent sin. You have to make sure that this doesn't, you don't come to that in the first place. Because if he does, he feels this terrible regret about it, which means he wishes he could, it hadn't happened to him in the first place. And the people see this, and therefore it has an effect on them too. That's the connection between this parsha, which talks about the king's sin and committing a sin, with the previous parsha, which is Chaktasakol, which was just finished. That it's the sin of the people, or the karmchatos for the people. What's the connection? Since the king feels so deeply about this, the uh, the terrible sin that he committed by even doing it inadvertently is moving so it's understood as so it's understood also that if the entire people committed a sin even though true it's not their fault at all they did the right thing they listened to the Sanhedrin is the Nasi the Nasi the king because of the way he approaches this problem of having committed a sin inadvertently he causes also for the entire people the regish, the, the similar feeling by the that which has, he brings out the feeling that needs to be experienced by anyone that brings a karma chatos including that community chatos for the sin that was committed by the people but because of the Sanhedrin that there has to be a feeling of regret and tshuva that was what, that's what was missing at the end of the previous parsha, and now comes to be answered by the Nasi when you look at the Nasi and the way he approaches it that he has real regret for it so it also answers, explains how the previous parsha, how the people are expected to feel that regret they learn from their king Zion now, based on this, why by the Kayan Godel it said the Torah calls it to the, the fault of the people. On the Montklaunish Dominion from Ashri Adair over there, it doesn't mention anything about the uh, how praiseworthy or fortunate is the people for state by Ashenosiyachta, which is brought out by the king. The reason for the difference. Ashri Adair, fortunate is the people. That can be said lends itself more to a group of people, not that commit sins and then atone for them. It's more relevant, it more it seems more fitting for people that they avoid sin to begin with. Even a an inadvertent sin. So those are the people you could say how fortunate they are. They avoid sin altogether. 
found durch in Achet, and it doesn't pertain so much to people that do commit sins. And then they do tshuva and bring a korban. In dem and that's the difference between the Kayan Godel and the king. The tafkit from Kayan Mashiach is What is the role of the Kayan Godel? It's to bring atonement by the Karbonus and by his Karbonus that he brings, which brings atonement for the people, and to be Mespal, he prays on their behalf on Yom Kippur and so on. Makers and Karbonus. First, he first of all he brings Karbonus on their behalf for Machapas and of Klal Yisrael to bring atonement for the uh, entire community. The Rebbe is a Filibushas Anche Doire Zen as a Brinkta Karbonus Achad B'Shegig, and therefore, when the people see that the Kayan Godel whose role in life is, in their life is, that he brings atonement for them. So when they see that he committed a sin himself, and he also uh, looked, uh, you know, sought atonement, what does that, what does that evoke in them? It doesn't call to mind, you know, it's essentially important that one should not bring themselves to a point where they will commit a sin to begin with. That's not what it brings out. Nor rather, the regish has not and What it brings out is, if somebody commits a sin, don't be embarrassed, bring a carbon, even if it's an inadvertent sin, just like the Kayin Godel. The Kayin Godel is in the business, so to speak, of bringing atonement for people who committed sins. So therefore, when you look at him, and he too committed a sin, and he also uh, sought atonement, so it, it brings out a feeling, yes, if I commit a sin, I should really seek atonement. That's the lesson that is learned. And even if the Kayan Godel will be talking to the people, and he encourages them, and he tells them about how important it is not to commit sins to begin with, but since his role in life is to bring atonement for a sin that was already committed, therefore his kind of um, urging the people not to commit sins to begin with, it doesn't have the same impact that they should not the f- get the feeling that you know you shouldn't be committing sins to begin with, but rather more um, more importantly, what he brings to mind is if you committed a sin, you got to get atonement. which is of course the role that he plays in Jewish life. but when we talk about the king. His role in the community is to lead the community in all matters of the kingdom. He has that important role where he is over and above everybody, and yet when he 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 feels bad and he feels regret and he is conscientious not just that he brings a carbon, but when he brings a carbon, he ha- it's in his heart, his heart is involved in it, at his margish, he feels the problem of the sin, which of course brings to mind how serious a sin is, 
you shouldn't be, that's what his having, his attention to what he's doing by bringing a karma chadas brings out by the people. That brings out that a person needs to be careful. You shouldn't be getting involved in committing his sins to begin with. And that's why it brings them to a level where they are also fortunate that they will not commit sins to begin with. That's when you can use the term ashray, as he said before. Fortunate is someone that doesn't commit sins to begin with, not somebody that commits sins and then gets atonement. And that's why it pertains more to the king than it does to the Kayan Gadol. Ches, Rashi, to see the Rashi from the perspective of Chesidus, from the inner dimension of Teirah. Nasi, da meintach. What is the word Nasi, the leader here? It means Nishta Nasi, Shevet. It doesn't mean the leader of one of the Shvatim, one of the tribes, nor. Rather, it means Zemelch Shenem Abuchal Amitzis Havayelakov. Shenem Abuchal Mitzis Hashemelakov. It's talking about the king himself. How do we know that? Because it says he did one of the mitzvahs, or violated one of the mitzvahs of Hashem, his God. What does that mean? One of the mitzvahs of Hashem, his God. Why does it say that? Every mitzvah is from Hashem. From Hashem. It teaches us, al gabav Hashem It's point, telling us, this is a person that there's nobody above him, only Hashem himself. Who is that? The king. The king is above everybody else in the community. So that, now we know that it's talking about the king. Um vi muvan from the maima gufa, ashreyadar, and as it's understood from this statement that uh, fortunate is the generation that means if it was just a leader of one Shevet so the whole generation is not involved with that leader of one Shevet it's only the leader of the entire generation that you could say the entire generation is affected by his behavior so we know it's the king the difference between a Kayin Godel and a king how they affect the Jewish people what is their effect on the people is the following the Kayin Gadol is Mam Sheikh Avas Hashem the Kayin Gadol brings out the love of the Yidin to Hashem Avarabba a great amount of love to Yidin <coughs> he brings that feeling down to the Jewish people the king however he draws down a feeling of reverence of Hashem that's what he brings to the people Av is the shoydish of Allah Ramach Mitzvah. So we know that Av, love of Hashem, is the root for all the positive mitzvahs. That's why somebody wants to do what Hashem tells them to do because of His love. When Yira is the Shasam Mitzvah, the reverence of Hashem or the fear of Hashem is the motivation not to commit a sin. You're afraid to commit a sin. Who wants to commit a sin? You're afraid. Lafiza Kumtoy so comes out as Mitzadem Oiftu from Kayan Godel that what does the Kayan Godel accomplish, which is Hamshachasa Ava, Avas Hashem to bring love of Hashem to the Yidin. Herzechon, that brings out the point that you have to fulfill the will of Hashem. As we know that Ava is connected with the proactive mitzvahs, mitzvah. In our case it means Makaim Zain Tsibi Hashem that you have to fulfill that which Hashem instructed you to do, which includes in this case, bringing a carbon to bring a carbon. So that's what the Kayin Gadol is causing. The uh, Yid committed a sin. What's the next mitzvah? What do you need to do? You need to bring a carbon. Mitzad Yiras Hashem, 
Vered Ahed, but from the, the perspective of the king, what he brings out in the Yidden, from reverence of Hashem, you get the Chaymer Achet. You get not so much about what's the next step, but rather the, the, the fact that I committed a sin is a terrible thing that I did. That's what it brings out. As that is, I'm afraid to rebel against Hashem. It's a terrible thing that I'm, I committed, I rebelled by committing a sin. So in other words, from the role of the Kayin Godel, you get the feeling that you need to do what's next on the agenda, which is bring a Karmachatas. From the role of the king, you get the feeling that I did, did a terrible thing like committing a sin. Exactly what we said before. Tess, to understand this a little more deeply. When do we bring a karmachatas? When you commit a sin inadvertently, not if you did it deliberately. If you did it knowingly, you don't bring a karmachatas. When you commit a sin which you did without knowing that it was a sin, or you forgot that it was a sin, and so on. But those goof of the mensch had gekent durchfaum in an aveda But the very fact that a person could have committed a sin, even though he did it inadvertently. Is abavais that shows as there is nishtin gansim biyadavzayin that he is not completely where he should be. If you can commit a sin even though you do it inadvertently, why didn't you know? Why didn't you learn more and know and so on? As kum mizgabes nevesha bahamis shebenoigan it comes because the nevesha bahamis even though it might be a neutral area, but when you allow the nevesha bahamis to become dominant even if it's in neutral areas not in actual commission of sins but it's pursuing personal uh, personal lusts and so on self-fulfillment uh, when you allow the, 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 the Nevesh Ramas to become dominant so then it also leads you down the path to committing an inadvertent sin so even an inadvertent sin cannot be dismissed it's not my fault that's the reason why when it talks about the Kayin Godel committing a sin it's called it's a fault within the people and by Anasi it brings out the opposite point how fortunate is the people when it comes to the Aveda based on love of Hashem which is the kind of Aveda that the Kayin Godel evokes since that feeling of love towards Hashem even if you're talking about in the most in the highest levels is love means as, it's, as brought out by the words there is one that loves which is interpreted by to mean that Ayev, Ava, always brings out you. I love. It's a feeling of, I want to get closer to Hashem. So it always, even in a very subtle way, by tzaddikim and in a higher levels of love, it brings out a certain focus on the person's ego. Even though we can't, maybe on some levels you can't call it ego, but it brings out your yeshus, the fact that you also are part of this um, mix because the whole feeling of love is connected with the person I love, that's what it means that's what it states and therefore 
if it evolves downwards, that that very subtle feeling of self can, evo- can evolve downwards in Madregas Am when it gets down to the level of the people, in the level of the Kayin Godel, it's going to be very subtle. But when it evolves down to the people, the ordinary people, Achet it could lead to a sin. That feeling of self becomes more and more pronounced. Eventually it leads to committing a sin, although inadvertently. Because, as we said, the, the feeling of self becomes more and more pronounced. So that can come from Avas Hashem. But when we talk about the fear and reverence of Hashem, which is what the feeling that the king evokes in the people, because the king himself is totally subservient to the kingdom of Hashem. Him being the king, he feels subservient to the kingship of Hashem. So therefore he experiences his relationship with Hashem as a feeling of bitl to the and he's subservient to Hashem. So therefore he evokes the same feeling in the people too. So the feeling that he evokes is that the Yidin feel this great bitl to Hashem. And therefore there's no possibility even as it evolves downwards to the simple, ordinary people, it doesn't lead in any way to a feeling of self. The feeling of bitl de-emphasizes self. Yira means, not that I feel part of this, I stand back from it, I'm afraid to approach it. Not like Ava, which I want to get closer to it. Yira means it causes a distance between yourself and the subject of your yira. So therefore it makes you feel smaller and more bottle. And therefore, as a feeling of bittle, it doesn't allow for committing a sin, even inadvertently. And that's why by the Kayin Godel it says, that could, in a very subtle way, lead to the sinning of the people. And by the king, it says, Ashrei, if you learn from the king, then you will be above, you will stand above the idea of sin. Never get to the idea of sin at all. Yud. What is the lesson in our personal Avaidah? The world is sometimes referred to as the great big body, you know, not just the individual body of the person, but the struct, the whole world as a whole is one big body. When the mensch is giglichen zu adnoilum cotton on the and conversely the person is sometimes referred to as a small world, a microcosm. Is Kishem Visis Da the Nasiad Dar the Melech and just like there is the leader, the king. Al Dara Zabagufa Adam is Dada Melech Shabai, so also in the body of the person there is what's called the king of the body. The Das is the Raish which is the head and the brain. Umayah. Das is the Shalit Evan Gansu Guf, the brain controls the entire body. As can be brought out from the, we see this in the acronym of the word Melech itself, the word for king is Melech Mayach, which uh, the Mem is Mayach, the brain, Lev, the Lamed is the heart, and Chaf is the Kaved, the liver. Those are the three essential organs of the body. They are the three parts of the body which rule the person. In their Eshta Ois, and the, what is the first letter of that uh, Troika? 
is the ikir, which is of course the first letter represents what's the most important is the raish, is the re, the head hatev, the, the head of the word is, from the Gansavad what's the head of the whole word, melech is the m, the mem the brain in the body in other words that the brain is the king of the body when oivdem is the iran that's the lesson fortunate is the generation then is the when could you say that the behavior of the doir in this context means the person the, in the big world the doir would mean all the people in your own body the doir means your body as being controlled by the head when will the person be ashray in a in a state of good fortune that he's doing is behaving properly? Not just that he's doing it properly, but fortunate. It's when its leader, its king, Noisen Lev gives the heart. What does that mean? When the brain it gives the heart, which means the brain controls what the heart wants. When the brain dictate, w- dictates what the heart should want, because every person is able to, by exerting the the will that is found in his mind, can control himself and um, can control any impulse that he has. Any impulse to the heart, not to give in to fulfilling the desires of the heart, whether it is in behavior or in speech or even in thought, every person has the ability to control those impulses of the heart. That's the meaning of the brain should control the heart. So when the king, which is the brain, is the one that dictates to the heart. That's when you are able to control yourself not to commit a sin to begin with. When if somebody does commit a sin, even if it's only inadvertently, it's not just that you have to go do tshuva in your actions. Maybe that it brings a carbon and then it's over, done. I'm done with this sin, I brought a carbon. It's not so. You have to think deeply in your mind. That even a sin committed inadvertently is is something that he is also at fault for, as was explained at length before. Because if he did not allow the Nefesh Bahamas to become dominant, Voted to them and he wouldn't have gotten to the point where he committed a sin even inadvertently. When a person is able to focus on this, think deeply on this matter. In the about doing something which goes against the will of Hashem, then then the leader, meaning the brain, Noisen Lev gives heart. What does that mean? That's when the Nasi, the brain, is able to bring the heart to a feeling of subservience. Usually the heart wants what it wants, as they say today. The heart wants what it wants. The brain says, no, 
the heart wants what the brain wants that's what it should want the heart feels broken and, and, and lowly over the sin and this brings not only an atonement for a sin not only does it bring actual atonement which is accomplished through the karmachatas, uh, but it also removes any spirit of uncleanliness and the sitra achra it completely destroys it and it also breaks down the dominance of the nefesh bahamis it brings it back to where it should be and it's you know it dials it back so to speak when a person has this kind of tshuva with feeling even for an inadvertent sin how much more so that he would regret it have the same feeling of regret for an, uh, a willful sin and learned up from them cow he learns as we said before it's a cow he uses a play on words he learns from the cow it becomes easy and simple not to commit a willful sin because if a person has that kind of regret even for an inadvertent sin how easy it is then does it become not to commit a willful sin because by that earlier feeling of regret he's already subdued the Yitzhahara and his Nefesh Bahamis when we get to the point that every Yid by every Yid his brain is leading the, the, the leading the body this brings quickly that this should be the generation in which David becomes the Nasi the leader, the king forever and he becomes the king over them when does this happen of course when Mashiach comes and then will be revealed the kingdom of Hashem that Hashem will be the king over the whole earth meaning over the whole generation